0: A scrub is a goddess. A oh, jeez. What's a scrub anyway? Just listen to the song, bro. Oh, but, like, what is a scrub? Hey!
1: The cold bow podcast this is jake and i'm here with my cold bros what's up guys not Woo! much what's up man how you doing i mean i'm doing great doing so good um haven't been here in a while but uh what have we been doing well i guess all of us have been doing one thing right
0: yeah we have
1: video game anthem came out and uh, all four of us bought it oh by the way Anyway, all four of us bought it and we've been uh, playing Anthem and I love it. I think it's been getting a lot of hatred for whatever reason. I don't. In some cases, it's it's warranted. Well, so it boots you off the 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 servers a lot. And that is warranted because that is free. It was anger
0: towards that is warranted.
1: Was it Chris? Was it you and I that were fighting and we killed it was right i think it was me you and troy were fighting and we killed the ursix or was it the titan? titan and then yeah. just as it was about to it like it was just about to die i was like going to kill it with the final blow and then it kicked us from the mm-hmm. server yeah, yeah. Yeah. so we didn't get any of the any of the loot or any of that stuff after and it wasn't like oh, you respawned, so now all you have to do is find this place so you can get your loot. It was the server crash. Server crash. We had to go back, and we lost everything. My biggest. That's the kind of stuff that's like, mm-mm, that, that's unacceptable.
2: That, that, and it took you 30 minutes to get past all the loading screens and play that's again. True. <laughs> yeah, my biggest
3: beef with the game of the crashes and the loading screens, other than that, it doesn't deserve the hate that it's getting, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, gameplay is awesome.
3: It is so much fun. It's, so, it's just like different types
1: of Iron Man. It's some of the, it's some of the most satisfying Gameplay, like the the just the animations of like fly when you're the interceptor and you jump and then you start to fly and it does a backflip as you're flying off. Interceptor
3: is like the ninja class. Oh my gosh, it is
1: incredible.
3: Scott and then, but I love the interceptor. I hated
1: it. You didn't like the Interceptor? Was I, was it just too so, I, I was just
2: so used to, to the Storm. Storm is squishy, too.
0: So Storm is like the wizard, and yeah. Interceptor is the rogue.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Colossus, yeah. which is my favorite, is the, the tank.
1: I'm loving playing and the the Ranger is,
0: is the Iron Man. <laughs> He's a fighter,
1: basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've been using the Ranger. <clears throat> I just unlocked it, and so I've been using that lately. And yeah, That's fun, too.
0: It, the weird thing about this game, too, is that Troy and I, in like, I want to say December... We're like, dude, I miss playing games with each other like we used to. We used to play like Halo Reach Online and Red Dead, uh, the first Red Dead. And we were like, what's a game we can all get and play and be on equal footing? And I was like, well, Anthem comes out. I'm not super hyped about it, but it comes out in February. So I started looking into it, and I started telling you guys about it like crazy. I was like, whoa, I'm super excited, and I got the I got early access to the demo.
3: Like, seriously, the only downside is it was made by EA, but they were doing a really good job. Oh, yeah. Like being transparent about its stuff
0: and now that it's finally out and I saw all the reviews I was like oh I don't know if I'm gonna get this anymore guys like this is and then uh, Jake and Troy both sent me a picture of their game in their hand after they purchased it and I was like oh shoot oh,
3: I guess I'm getting it <laughs> you yeah.
0: talked me into a dick no, like I, I talked you into it and I'm like never mind I don't think I'm gonna but the, get it the demo
3: was pretty fun honestly it was the demo that actually kind of convinced me it was pretty fun I was actually sad I didn't get to play it the second time they they released it the demo but I mean yeah.
0: Well, and the thing, too, about all the complaints, like so, some of the people are complaining that there's not enough to do and they've played 100 hours over the weekend.
4: They're like, there's nothing <laughs> to do
0: now. And they, went, they spent like 100 hours in the game. I, the the point I'm at right now, I'm like halfway through the story. And I know this because I'm right to the part where the demo was. And I've already put in like maybe 20 or 30 hours into this game. So I don't get where the complaints are about there's not enough to do. I've had plenty to do.
1: I was talking to a guy at work today and he said, he said that he, he played, I played it with him that first night that it released and we played for a little bit. And then I left their group, that group to play with you guys. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, he was telling me today, he's like, I haven't played it since really then. And I was like, why? And he says, it's just the map is too big. He, he says it, it's, it, he says it felt like, uh, not that the map was too big. It's just that he, he couldn't navigate it. He couldn't it was I have a similar
2: thing with that. Like I've, I'd never know where I'm at in a map.
1: Yeah. But he but was saying like it's, it's like watching, a grand but... theft. It's a grand theft auto type. Thing where you're like, I don't know where the hell I'm at. You have to be constantly going back to the map, Mm -hmm. and then when you get back to the map, you're not, you can't put, uh, yeah, that's you can't can't put waypoints, yeah, or anything like that, which sucks. But I don't know. I I think just the the gameplay itself and the like how you fight. The way the way you like set them up and knock them down
3: type you can things freeze oh. with your storm like
1: all that and stuff the is so much fun. The priming through.
3: and detonating in that game is so cool, it's super like, rewarding.
1: And as a as, when you're a when you're a, a, a colossus. colossus, yeah, and you have a storm that you play with quite often, yeah, it's unreal the difference that well, that like, makes in a game because having
0: one storm there
1: when you're because you're running around and there's been (laughs) when we first started playing there, all I would do was run and I would rocket jump way up and then ground pound. And like, that's how I fought basically everything. And Chris was a storm and there would be so many times where I'm, I'm fighting and I have no idea that Chris is even doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) I rocket jump. I rocket jump up. And as
0: I'm in the air and you're shooting (laughs) elements down at people,
1: I rocket jump up. And as I'm coming down, uh, like I'm mid air heading towards the dude, and then he gets hit with a ice blast and freezes, so he gets primed, and then I hit him, and he dies and explodes, and it was a combo. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's some of the most satisfying things you can do well, in the game. And it the, was so the, much fun.
3: As a Colossus, your flamethrower is a primer too. So I so so Chris and I were playing a stronghold with two other uh, randos, and um, but but Chris and I were going off and doing our thing, um, and we were fighting a bunch of giant spiders, and chris would use the flamethrower and prime the enemies and i as the interceptor i just go in and melee the crap out of them and they were just dying like it was
0: seriously the whole screen would say combo
3: and like like it was it was cool max damage was being
0: done and they'd die um i i read a thing on reddit that somebody gave this game a review and it said um anthem is like the most delicious perfect restaurant in the world with the most amazing ambiance um the most delicious menu but occasionally the waiter will come by and smack your utensils out of your hand. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like they, they built this like game with like this perfect gameplay and then they put obstacles in front of you that prevent you from playing. Like I was playing with Scott and Troy one night and all of a sudden we just couldn't revive. Yeah. We just like, we
2: almost had beat uh, the Titan Mm -hmm. and it was just like crazy boss battle where and oh, yeah. it was tough. He was sending it's element so elemental. We were hard. playing on the harder it difficulty hard. too because
0: it's more fun when you play it. I a yeah, more and, difficult.
2: And then and then all of a sudden, like we Troy and I die, and Chris is like, uh, I can't revive you. So well, so and when we you're down,
0: died. when you're down, you can't go into your menu and quit. You yeah. have to hard. You can't. You can't do anything. And speaking of of hard booting your game. Uh, there are stories of this game bricking your console and just breaking it,
1: damaging if, the hardware. If in your, your game console, crashes
0: to like the point where it goes like it turns
1: the console off, yeah, and
0: back on, that's damaging your console to breaking people's consoles. So I've got an update about that. Don't close out the application on the game when you turn off your PlayStation because that's what's doing it. So like you know you can hold the PlayStation button and close the app, just leave it on and go into sleep mode. Or if you start, or if you boot up a new game, that'll close it automatically and open a new one, but it won't break your console. So the the cause of it is when you turn it off completely or shut off your PS4 completely.
3: That is lame. Yeah, it
0: sucks that it's doing it. Yeah, that's lame. They need to like, fix it. They need to find that, something. that might be the nail in their coffin.
1: It really might. Because be. now
0: Sony's offering free of refunds. Yeah, yeah,
1: like to, total refunds, no questions asked. Yeah. Refunds. Which is crazy.
0: That's...
4: That's And, and
0: like, EA just released the game Apex. They have Hmm. 50 million players in under a month. And that is also another EA property that they're probably going to hitch their wagon to. So, it's... Kind of up in the air on what happens, to Anthem, because I'm really enjoying it. So I'd hate yeah, to see it. Yeah, it's so hard, like that. I'd that, hate to see it kick to the curb.
3: That Reddit review is totally like accurate. Like it's just <laughs> that's yeah. funny. But any any you of go the to frustration, dig in, they slap the fork out of your hand. Yeah. Well, like, well
2: like, it, oh. in some cases, more than slap, they take this fork and stab you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> PS4 is dead.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we get started. Uh, We have an announcement to make. It's kind of sad. It's not a happy thing. Uh, But I think Chris is going to go ahead and... and Yeah, all the the
0: bad news, guys. It is with great regret that we announced that uh, Reese is no longer with us. So we'd like to send him off with a great big cold bow goodbye.
5: I was 12 again. Yeah. 100%. Completely, I'm just like, I know a thing or two about, like, submission, and, and sorry, that sounded weird.
4: Remember me. Don't <laughs>
3: but I love that
5: so much, because, like, I've done that to people, and, like, they don't know how to react. You just slap another man with your open hand.
2: Remember all the good times that we had
5: I left them but there's nothing in my opinion there's like there's nothing less realistic than in my mind i mean i don't know because i've never been to asia
2: i want to feel your warmth
4: upon
5: i want to be the one i will I just learned something today. We're all wearing hats. That's true. We all are wearing hats. No, uh, we all have beards. When I've been, li- I've been listening to some podcasts. Right? No, nothing in particular, but uh, I realized that anytime I hear anyone say the word emasculate, I mentally correct them to demasculate. So thanks a lot, Troy. I just want to say, like, I find myself if you go back and listen to. Uh, almost any episode, you'll hear Chris say something like pretty low key, kind of just throw it in there, and then you'll hear me throw out one of these. I, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the Aliens episode like three times because I was on my way out of town for work, yeah. and I just laughed so hard every time you said. I don't even remember the joke now, but I, it just made me laugh so hard.
3: Let your life pass you by. And weep not for the memories. Don't let
2: your life pass you by. And weep not for the memories. Don't let your life
4: pass
2: you by. And weep not for.
0: And by no longer with us, we mean he decided to step away from the podcast for personal reasons. He's still alive and kicking. And, Reese, if you're listening, we love you and we miss you. Godspeed, brother.
1: Miss you, buddy. We, uh, it's not the same here without you, but, uh, you know.
3: <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. We're going to miss you, man. Bye. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, on to happier things. This week's episode is something that i have had so much fun researching it has been the be- oh anyway <laughs> uh we're going to do another goat episode and it's going to be goat S- steven
0: Are you seriously forgetting his name? Steve Martin. (laughs) Steve Martin Short. Steven Short. Scott, this is your episode. Why don't you take it away?
2: Yep. Uh, So I've been wanting to do a Steve Martin... I can't believe I did it again. (laughs) I
0: thought you were joking. I always think you're
1: joking. (laughs) True detective. (laughs) (laughs) Steve is the
4: goat. (laughs) True detective episode.
2: (laughs) So I've been wanting to do a Steve Martin episode... A couple years ago i read his book uh, born standing up dude i read it too did you it's read it I listened, listened to the, to it I listened to the I, audiobook i actually read it mm-hmm. read is it, read it. it's excellent it's a really good book it's super good he's got he's got an interesting backstory um grew up uh poor black child poor black child um, <laughs> is that what
0: you were gonna say that's like a joke no i was <laughs> gonna say that
2: um no, he was. He actually worked at Disneyland, and he was a magician at Disneyland, and that's kind of
3: where he got mm-hmm. into he show. At a
1: magic shop. Yeah,
2: he's
3: always been a showman. Oh, mm-hmm. that that explains all of the props in his stand-up routines. Yeah, that makes sense. You read it, and
1: he's that's all he taught. He's like, yeah, well, Didn't he, that's my entire his, stand, his stand-up bit.
2: career is very interesting. Didn't he go oh, to school
0: yeah. to be a psychiatrist, and then I don't most of his that. I read that he went to school to be a psychiatrist, and most of his stand-up was like. Psychiatrist school like jargon, so it's like he would say a joke and then tell why he was a crazy person for telling that joke to like dive into his own head.
1: He did jokes that were well. He watches like you watch his stand-up stuff, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do here's my magic, my next magic trick. I'm gonna do the uh, famous tongue through a tongue through a, a napkin trick." And he'd unfold a napkin, put it in front of his face, and stick his tongue through the napkin, and be like. Ta-da! there it goes that's a as hell
3: but that's the point yep. but like back oh. in the day like it's like at the time like when he got really big in the what late 70s mid 70s there was nobody bigger than than him in terms nope. of stand-up oh, like yeah. he was maybe Richard Pryor I don't know but like we talked a little huge. bit
2: about him in the um comedi- comedians, comedians episode. episode but just to reiterate a little bit he uh like it was it was like in the wake of a lot of like political craziness with um Vietnam with and, Vietnam, and mm-hmm. so he was intentionally trying to be absurdist and, and get away from like the seriousness of the era, and uh, and that's that was the reasoning for it, um, and so so his his whole career it's crazy weird his his whole comedy like, well his comedy career was, was really weird but it's very intentional the, when you read his book it's really crazy like like when he quit it was like a hard line like he said, he said my top. my my uh my Job here is done. There's no more I can do. Basically. I said what
1: I wanted to say. Goodbye.
2: And it was like one show where s- something went wrong with it, with the, with his act. And everyone was like super disappointed. He's like, they all expect it. They all know my
1: shtick. I'm done. Yeah. It's super interesting. And like, it's, it was, it's a huge risk that he take, that he took. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, he's he, like, he was, he was cause he like I am not changing what I do. And people, so many people didn't get his thing, his shtick. They didn't get it. And he was like, no, I don't care. I'm not changing it. I'm going to yeah. keep doing what I'm doing. And if, and if they get it and they like it, then good. If they don't, then whatever, that's fine too. I'll go back to Disneyland and Dude, run the, the magic
0: store. The weird thing about Steve Martin too, is like to our parents age, he was like the God of comedy oh, yeah. when they were in high school. Like the jerk came out probably when they were all mm-hmm. sophomore 77. Seniors. 79 or 78 or something. Oh, yeah. okay. But he was like our Jim Carrey. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a good like point. Like this yeah. goofball, crazy guy. That's a good correlation. Wearing an eye patch and a trident. Crazy guy. Yeah. Like the, he, he was basically Jim Carrey Dude, like up there.
1: him in. It's the. What is the. What, what's the movie? Uh, when he was in Little Shop of Horrors. As the dentist. And he's, like, dancing around and throwing his body all around going, I'm the dentist. Like, he is... He was—he's a, a nut job. Yeah. He and Jim Carrey, I think, is like a perfect. I know, and that's one one thing,
2: like, because w- when you see him, like he's he's had white hair since he was like twenty five. It's
0: like pure white hair. I even looked it up, and the jerk, he was thirty two. Yeah. And he looked like he was sixty.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So, so
2: he has this distinguished look about him. Yeah. But his comedy is so out there, like like very much like physical comedy, goofiness, and so it's it, it's kind of. Uh, weird coming out of, out of his body. And so, and and that's what going back and watching a lot of his movies, it reminded me, like I watched this one last night, the, um, all of me, just like a random like gem of his, that, that he's, he has, uh, the soul of this woman went into his body and is is possessing him and, and can take control of his body every once in a while well she has control of the right side and so his, his right hand looks like a woman walking and his right left hand is like a man and, and it is was like he acting he, it? Like, yeah like, he acted it great oh, cool. it was amazing it was really good um and so like they had to learn how to walk because she walked with the right leg like, and he walked with the left and he, he like the, you're watching it thinking like yeah there's two people in there it, it was actually pretty cool what if one side of him was deaf? <laughs> wouldn't that wow. be weird? What
0: a, what a weird
1: person. That, that be. would be weird, huh? It'd be odd. So,
0: <laughs> so question. I didn't hear that. Sorry, I'm sorry? What was that? So Troy only picked up is, half of that. Only,
1: huh? huh? What? what? Is it's only worse. half of your earphones working? <laughs> you, know, you, know,
3: <laughs> you know what's worse than being deaf in one ear is also having ADHD and like, like your brain not catching up to the stuff you do here. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure there are times when my wife says something and I'm like, what and then it catches up, not because I didn't hear, but it catches up because my brain's catching up, and she just blames it on my ear. That's so. selective That's hearing. Every married man has it.
1: Yeah. Um, but speaking to you, that Scott is like so many of his early career movies are. He dyed his hair black mm-hmm. for this, for the, or he dyed his hair darker for those early career movies, and it's super weird. It, it, and to but see what's,
2: him like what's that. That, speaking about his appearance when he was doing stand-up and he he would he, he had like long brown hair. And like the beard yeah. And, yeah. and everything. Was like weird he, he was with darker hair. Yeah, and the beard and everything. He was but, uh,
1: kind of a wild he, man I, I, I mean, I just watched... Like a the wild one. and crazy what guy. I just watched the uh, the movie um, <laughs> Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the mo- I just watched the
0: movie... True Detective. <laughs> Steve Martin did <Detective>, it, I swear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. And it's uh, him and Carl Reiner... We're at lunch one day, and they're talking about making a movie, and Steve Martin said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we like used a clip from another movie, just intercut it? Wait, the-
2: I got to interject real quick. So he and Carl, Carl Reiner had lunch and decided to make 12 movies. Yeah. They made so many movies together. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It,
0: anyway. Dude, he's a handsome SOB with a beard right? Right? He looks like he plays in the Moody Blues or something.
2: <laughs> we, need,
0: we need to put that as the episode. Uh, that's our, that's our picture. Episode, I'm yeah. saving that right now. All right, sorry, dude. So,
1: um, so the, Steve just said, "Well, what if we did inter, like intercut one one scene from another movie and made it seem like it was in this one?" And they were like, <laughs> and Carl Reiner was like, "That's hilarious." So I'm writing an entire script so based Kung Pao. on that. So, yeah, it was Kung Pao before Kung. Film Pao. noir, Kung Pao. It was film noir, and like Humphrey Bogart is in it, and um, but he's not really in it. In it. No, but no, they used like the Maltese Falcon and they used stuff from all these different film noir movies and just intercut these things. So Humphrey Bogart is his like junior uh partner at his at his private eye Firm. So, so they wrote. Well,
2: not they wrote a uh, dialogue around existing dialogue yeah. in other movies.
1: And it like so stupid. Like he calls Humphrey Bogart, and he's like, "Hey, are you wearing a tie?" <laughs> <laughs> and then it him, he's not wearing a tie. And he goes, "Yeah, <laughs> it is kung Pao. <laughs> <a watch laughs> he says, "He says, come on and make sure you wear a tie." And then he shows up to his office, and he goes, God damn it, I told you to wear
0: a tie. <laughs> that
1: is crazy. Stuff like what, what that. Goes, I
0: rented it, and I and didn't then, watch it.
1: I'm so sad. What what he, is this? Dead uh-huh. men
0: don't wear plaid. Dead, Dead men, men don't, wear, don't plaid. wear plaid. That's hilarious.
1: And, he co- and then he's, he says, I told you to wear a tie. And he goes, I didn't hear you. <laughs> and, like, and it's just these these just these just clips that they're just pulling out of other movies. And then the, the next clip, he's wearing a tie, and it, it it's just this running gag that Humphrey Bogart will sometimes decide to not wear a tie. Honestly,
2: it's, it it almost kind of has a feeling the way you're describing it of like a mystery science theater rift oh, oh, yeah, of thing.
1: Honestly. And then like I was depending on whether I should talk about this part when <laughs> the the girl shows up, <laughs> the dame shows up to his uh to his office and she passes out and he carries her into his uh he looks at her and he goes, "Oh, she's really pretty." And then he kisses her while she's unconscious in his arms. And then he puts her on the couch. and He goes, "I was never going to get an opportunity like this." And then he just like grabs her boobs, <laughs> like, and he's just like feeling her up. And then when he when she wakes up, she wakes up. All he's doing is, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Your breast got out of control when you fell over. I had to put them back into place." <laughs> and then she left, and he goes, "Man!" And he does the whole talking inner thing, dialogue. Inner dialogue, and he's like, "I haven't seen a body built like that since the case of the." dead woman with the giant tits <laughs> <laughs> that's really stupid <laughs> I, I it really is feel... it is the dumbest <laughs> movie but I laughed through the Th- that is one thing. thing
2: going back to these older comedies a lot of the jokes fall flat because because they're the beginning of the jokes like that and so we've heard it a million times we've talked about this type of thing before but um, yeah they fall flat because they're the I don't know because they've been around for so long because he started them yeah. right was that your runner-up, BT Dubs?
1: No, that oh, okay. was just... Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just feel like uh, some of his movies didn't aren't going to get mentioned tonight, and they deserve it. Yeah, oh, because... Yeah. He has a lot of good deep cuts. I realize... So many good
3: deep cuts. Yeah, I realized how many movies I haven't watched his. That's crazy. Like, I have a, a
0: question before we jump in, Scott, for you. Like, what prompted you to want to do this episode? Like, what... Because you, you've talked about Steve Martin before, so why, why do you have such a man crush for, for El steve I,
2: I Honestly, it's it's kind of hard to say why. I've just...
0: Not that it's a bad thing.
2: I yeah, I know. I, it, he kind of reminds me of my dad a little bit, because it's my dad's <laughs> type of humor. Yeah. Um, I know my dad loves him. And then... Every uh, dad does. And then reading the book, I kind of got an affinity for him. Um I followed him on Twitter for a long time and he is hilarious. Like when he was active, I don't think he's active on Twitter anymore, but he was hilarious. Um, Yeah, I just like him. Cool. Well, I, it's kind of an enigma.
0: I thoroughly enjoyed doing this assignment, and oh, oh yeah. it was great. I, I don't mean to throw Troy under the bus here, but there was a point where he's like, I just don't like Steve Martin, and he was. Uh, Wait, when did I say that? You realize, like, I just I'm not looking forward to this. I don't like Steve Martin. Oh yeah, and then I didn't like. But his... then you told
3: me, you're like, wow, I was wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't like his. I didn't like his stand up, and. I don't know. I always kind of felt like he was overrated. I watched that Steve Martin and and, uh, Martin Short Short thing on Netflix, and it was okay sometimes, but it was really just meh for me. And so I was... It's
2: it's funny that you bring up uh, Martin Short, because I dislike Martin Short. I don't mind him, but I I just... I'm not the biggest fan. I I I, love Martin Short. They they, they both
3: overact, but I feel feel like Martin Short is in a different way. Yeah. uh, More flamboyant way. Yeah. So So I... I, okay, so when it came to Steve Martin, like I, he's obviously one of the most well known comedians who has ever lived, right? And he was huge in the 70s and stuff, and, and maybe in the 80s, and his movies and his stand up and all that. And our parents will talk about him constantly. And then when we had our comedians episode, which is episode seven, by the way, of our season one of the Coldwell podcast, uh, we I, I watched Stephen Martin. I made that, that, um, the bracket and yeah. he was on there Yep. and I, I'm sorry. I just didn't find him funny. So I felt like immediately he was overrated. Right. Honestly, I, I feel but like I don't feel that way now. I need to make that clear. Like yeah. his, he's funny. He's a funny guy. No, I
2: agree with you about his, about his uh, comedic co-
3: comedian, like his comic career. Yeah. It,
1: it, it was, I, I, it is definitely not for everyone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Not. And even, even some of the roles that he plays, he's definitely, he plays them over the top. And I think obviously that's on purpose, but like a movie we'll talk especially about later. his
1: Early roles.
3: Yeah, a movie we'll talk about later, like uh, uh, "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels." Um, he just he he gets on and he's just like it's <laughs> just completely over the top, and it was a little bit off putting at first, but the rest of the movie. Was and, off. and it's
2: interesting uh, his um, the way he plays roles and and the, the way you just described he's it seems like and it's interesting that he was never a cast member, but he he seems like a, an SNL
3: character in every movie. In Which every movie I was going to bring name. that up because it's funny that he was he has hosted SNL. Tons of times, like yep. twenty-five times. But he's now. he was never actually a, an SNL cast yeah,
2: member. Yeah, he he has but a he has a best of.
3: Yeah, like DVD, but which he's been on he's SNL host, but, more than actual cast members. But he's he's <laughs> he's put in with all those other uh, SNL um, cast members quite often, like uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, he was on SNL. Belushi, that, that
2: that whole yeah. Jimmy Taylor was on for
3: like one season. <laughs> but he was on there. <laughs> you know what
0: I noticed too about Steve Martin too is he has a very unique uh, sense of humor. I don't know if you guys brought this up already. But he's he makes fun of himself, but he also makes fun of his friends like the way that we do as like a sign of endearment. Mm-hmm. Like I remember him and Martin Short and Eric Idle were on, from Eric Idle's from Monty Python, but they were presenting an award and Steve Martin and Martin Short up there and they're like, Martin Short gestures to Steve and he's like, this man right here, Needs no introduction, and Steve Martin points to Martin Short. He's like, and this man needs no introduction, and they point to Eric Idle. Like, uh, this is Eric Idle. He was been in
4: Monty
0: He's in Life of Brian. <laughs> So. That's a great joke. <laughs> no, it is. It's a hilarious joke, and it, it's just something that like we would do. And like, yep. that's why his comedy speaks to me because they just undercut their friends and each other so much.
2: Yeah, yeah you watch the the the, spe- the recent Netflix special with uh, Martin Short and Steve mm-hmm. Martin. They're they're jabbing each other the entire time. And then the, and w- what I liked about it is there's no resolution at the end. They didn't like come <laughs> together at the end. Like oh, but we're really friends. Like it's the entire endearing. time it, it ends with them jabbing at each other. I yeah. think it's great. So anyway,
0: we can jump into our, now that we've talked him up like crazy, we can jump into our show. Should
1: we talk about our runners-up? Yeah. Okay. My runner-up is Roxanne. Uh, Did did anybody else watch Roxanne? Cyrano? now? I well, didn't that I've, I've seen it,
2: but I've seen it s- several times. But I, I, didn't don't, I didn't watch it, watch it recently. I, I've never seen
0: it, but I know it's the nose.
1: Yeah, he's got the bi- he's So he's a volunteer firefighter. He's got this really long nose. He's a romantic. He's a romantic. He's trying to get to... It's based off uh, the
0: book, though. Isn't it based off Cyrano? The, uh-huh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Cyrano's a book carrier, like the um, Three Musketeers writer.
1: Uh, Alexander the Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander, dumbass. <laughs> uh,
4: <Mr>. dumbass. <laughs> I
1: knew I'd get a laugh
2: out of
4: Troy.
1: Um, it's a good thing he's not allowed to hear that. <laughs> um, what's his uh, what's the he's he's going after the girl. Um, god, what is it? she's beautiful, blonde, mm-hmm. she's got a man's name. I can't I can't remember, I can't remember what her name is, Adrian.
2: Brian, Adrian, Brian, <laughs> Carl, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, it's Ralph. It's Jake. <laughs> it,
1: funny, Ralph is the name of what's in. Sorry, I married next murder. Yeah, <laughs> she is a woman. Um, anyway, yeah, that's what uh, I thought of as well, so. <laughs> Um. Anyway, he's uh the there's a young uh firefighter that's a volunteer with him as well, and he's trying to get with this girl, and and anyway, he tries and helps him, but then. They end up together with Steve Martin. Anyway, it's... Daryl a, Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Daryl. Her name is Daryl. Fr- from The Office. Um, and she's gorgeous. Anyway, uh, it, I don't know. It, the, it's, a, it's a romantic comedy. And so if you don't like romantic comedies, chances are this is probably not the Steve Martin movie for you. But it is hilarious. It's very Steve Martin. It is very Steve Martin. And he's got the really big, long nose. And there's a point in the movie where someone brings it up like they're, they they are try and insult him with his nose and everybody kind of like tenses up mm-hmm. and looks at him and he goes alright here it goes and he says put 30 seconds on the clock and then he just goes off and rattles off like 50 so they never address nose. his
0: nose at all in the movie until that point
1: yeah everyone kind of well they avoid it they make mm. it a so it's not that the movie doesn't address it it's just that the people are making a Conscious effort to avoid mentioning. He's well nose. liked
2: in the town. It's a small town. He's well liked. He's
1: very well liked. Anyway, he rattles off like fifty big nose jokes in as a well liked
0: person with a big nose. Growing up, I kind of feel that <laughs> <laughs> that speaks to me.
1: It's it was good. It, it's real. The whole movie. He's. I I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get into like just qu- throwing quotes and quotes and quotes out, but. uh it's very Steve Martin, but it is also a, a break from a little bit of a break. I think this is kind of like where he's transitioning from being like funny, two wild and crazy guys, and into that being... was a terrible accent by the way. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> literally all of my accents are terrible. <laughs> um, it's a break from. I think it's kind of the transition period between that and when he's. More subdued. He's never been totally subdued, but uh, more so. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it was really good. I loved it. I think that Roxanne's a great one. And if anybody wants to watch it or anybody is curious about it, they should. Definitely
3: I I gotta say though, I I watch it. I'm intrigued. I want to watch it now. I well, it's not that I didn't want to watch it before, but I want to watch it. Um, I have typically am liking um, Steve Martin's more. I don't want to call it a romantic comedy, but like just your straightforward comedy mm-hmm. more than his over the top comedy, right? Um, which yeah. I think it, yeah.
1: No, yeah, I, it's it's great, and uh, and also your wife will like it too, yeah. so bonus. And points. he, uh,
3: yeah,
2: cool. I think I think Troy, you're getting to something interesting though, because a lot of them, like his his character, has a little more depth in this one, and in, in some of them, he's just like it's not as much depth. It's more about mm-hmm. the the craziness of yeah. the comedy. Yeah,
3: I I actually agree with that. Like the yeah. Mm-hmm. yep 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 good choice jake yeah great yep.
2: I, I was actually going to choose that as my runner-up um but you were a jerk and and stole it so i had to choose <laughs> the jerk for what a segue, segue right <laughs> Oh, speaking of jerks <laughs> the jerk i mean you can't talk about steve martin movies without talking about the jerk and I, that, that's kind of it was his launch
3: I just uh-huh. learned that he was 32 when he made that.
4: <laughs> Where'd you hear that?
2: <laughs> Some guy with a big nose. <laughs> I bet <you> he's likable.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, Dude, I've never seen that movie until a couple of days ago. It's good, huh? It's, uh, it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I, like, I expected him to be a little more dirty, rotten scoundrel because he's a jerk. Uh-huh. But apparently he's just an idiot. So I was yeah. like, oh, jerk meant something different forty five years ago. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> forty five years ago. It came out um, in like
2: seventy in the late seventies. So yeah. it's been
1: a while. It's a uh, I love it though. That movie like the part where the cans the guys <laughs> he he's so excited that he got his name in print in the phone book and that and that almost ended killed him being the thing that's gonna kill i him.
0: laughed so hard too and he's like
1: i'm a somebody
0: my name's in print and then a hard cut to so a guy closing his eyes and pointing him i'm gonna kill, kill that johnson guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy deserves to die like, so it, was, it was a funny joke
1: <laughs> And it's all just one-liners. The whole movie. So this is, well, this is the one. The, stand-up, right? the movie starts with a one-liner. The very first line when he's um, born a poor black child. Yeah, th- like, this is
2: the one where when you hear that it came from, he was born a poor black child. Oh, so so if you've heard that joke a couple times about him, go watch The Jerk and it'll make sense.
1: Oh my gosh. when they're When he's with his black family at the beginning and they're all dancing and singing. And he's, like, trying to stomp his feet and clap his hands <laughs> at the same time. He can't even stamp his feet and clap his hands at the same time. It looked
0: like it was more difficult to dance without rhythm.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Well, watch- especially because he's, he's such a prolific
3: musician in real life.
1: Watching how bad he was at that, oh. Was- as,
3: as someone who doesn't have rhythm, I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Chris Chris would come over and play Just Dance, and I was always the the worst. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. my my, yeah. my wife is constantly like, I'll tap my fingers to a song in the car or something, and she's like, "That is way."
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> I totally That's understand. mean
2: because then I'll be like, "I'm not dancing anymore."
0: Then I don't care what you say. <laughs> exactly, you ruined it for all of us. Um,
1: but when you say it's based on his comedy, the the bit, the most famous bit in that whole movie, is the whole is. I don't need anything in this whole world except for this paddle ball. <laughs> the paddle ball and, and the chair. I need this chair. I don't That's need anything. Need That's chair. it. This paddle ball and this chair and this ashtray. <laughs> what and made him the
0: best is his pants are around his feet for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> so and He's he can't shuffling walk. out.
1: <laughs> that is straight out of his stand-up. Yeah. He did that one day. And he talks about how... That was part one of his biggest sticks in his stand-up is that he would end the show by saying, I don't need anything but this mic cable. And he'd take the mic cable and then he'd walk out and grin, this guy's hat and this lady's glasses and this chair. And then he'd walk out side of the club and everybody would follow him onto the sidewalk out in front of the club. And then he'd drop all the stuff and call a taxi and drive away, and that's how his stand-up ended. Dude, that's like, amazing. And he w- he got back, and the the, the club owner would call him and be like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I went home." Like, <laughs> okay, next time, go around the block. Everybody is confused. Everybody wants you back here. And so he says, "Go around the block and come back here." And well, that, that's but-
2: almost like an art installation piece type thing, where it's like.
3: Yeah. Y- y- yeah, that that's well, very much like an Andy Kaufman type thing. Oh, to yeah, do, exactly. right? you're just you just Kaufman. you're just messing with your own well, I'm thinking CM Punk too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said that he said that uh he had to stop doing it because the police would make him stop doing it <laughs> because Could he because steal on people's stuff. Well, no, because he got out on the sidewalk and then all the people would fall out on the sidewalk and then it was a safety hazard because people were in the road. And while cars were driving, but like it he's was a just, Jake Paul, huh? <laughs> yeah, apparently it, it's just. But it that's how that started, and then he's like, yeah. So I decided to put it in my movie, The Jerk, and that became the biggest hit in that movie because anybody who saw him live was like oh yeah dude i remember him doing that
0: i found out that stanley kubrick his favorite movie of all time is a jerk really <laughs> stanley freaking kubrick
4: <laughs> that is yeah
0: crazy yeah. he wanted to work with them and Steve martin's like on what movie okay.
4: yeah <laughs> Which sorry,
1: i'm sorry he's, i can't let you do that steve <laughs> he,
0: he's gonna be like jack nicholson or
4: something You, you can imagine <laughs>
1: That it's freaking crazy. It's it's it was a good movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh Bernadette Peters in that. Yeah. She was smoking. Yeah, yeah. She was, and it, she was. He was dating her at the time. Oh really? And when he licks her face, that was like ad libbed. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's just licking his girlfriend's face. He's probably just trying to make her break. Probably. In um Yeah, but I, I think every character in that movie was did a really good job.
1: Mm-hmm. I I one of my I think my favorite character in the whole movie is the the. The murder, the guy, the, the guy who's his <laughs> him.
0: but he turns his life around and becomes a, a private detective.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's such so, a silly movie, so good. Yep.
3: Anyway, so good choice, jerk. Scott. I, I would go next, but my runner-up is actually the same as someone else's goat. So, oh really? Yeah.
1: Hit it, Chris. What's your runner-up? Um, so this isn't
0: necessarily uh, my pick's the Pink Panther. And
3: it's not because
0: I think it's his second best movie of all time. I just really wanted to talk about it. Sure. Because um, when this movie came out, he was nominated for a Razzie. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, I've uh, never seen it. Yeah, it's it's a kid's movie, kind of. It's got a lot of adult humor that like, maybe only adults would get. Um, but the, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is just how hard Steve Martin tries in it like he this was such a passion project for him he wrote it he was a producer he had to get the permission of like peter sellers estate to even do it and
1: yeah he, following up peter sellers is not
0: an easy task to do and and some people think that he didn't but i mean i guess it depends on who you ask mm-hmm. um But like he he wouldn't do the movie until he got his accent down to a T, his like terrible French accent, accent, like intentionally terrible French accent. Um, But I watched it with my family because we were all watching Steve Martin movies in preparation for this. And I had like The Jerk and I I rented Bowfinger, which I didn't end up watching really. Um, But I was like, well, we can watch Pink Panther. I think it's on Starz. I have it on Amazon. Um, we were all just laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> there, there's just so many jokes that they do, like, uh, like he he walks into a room and this lady's hanging a portrait. And she's like, she's like, Oh, yeah, this he wanted a larger picture of himself to make himself feel more important. And he's like, it's not the size of the picture that makes you important. It's your character. And she's like, Oh, that's beautiful. Who said that? And he's like, me.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stupid jokes like that. And like there's there's a part where he goes into his office and he spins a big brass globe and he's like, Oh cool, and he spins it and then it breaks and it rolls and it goes down the hill and it like hits bikers and this knocks them over and then it's in the rest of the movie like they'll be walking somewhere and you'll see a globe like
4: just roll by. it's just so
0: silly dude he he's driving to a crime scene he puts his like uh, lights on top of the roof and then he turns the corner and then it's not it doesn't stick so it just flies off and hits an old lady in the face <laughs> it's so stupid
1: <laughs> it is so stupid <laughs> it hits this lady in the face and
0: he goes flying off <laughs> and then the the guy parks the car and he opens it and he hits the wall he's idiot pull forward until so he gets to pull up and it's just really obscure
3: and absurd uh, I love it though I, yeah. it sounds really funny just watch it with your family because they'll, they'll laugh that was that was one on my list that I wanted to watch that I didn't get to so I, oh, yeah. I, well, know,
2: he, I, I had no intention of watching it yeah. but maybe I will now
3: Well, I mean, my 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 kids
0: really liked it, but it's, it's weird. It has Beyonce in it. Yeah. It's a total timestamp of like early (laughs) two thousands
2: before before Beyonce was like untouchable
0: goddess of
1: music back when she was in gold Number. Yeah.
0: I think it was like right after that or maybe it was Mm -hmm. before. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like a, it feels like rush hour or something like Jason (laughs) Statham's in it. Um, I don't know it's it's weird it's a weird timestamp of like early 2000s and it feels like it too
2: but well you think about it as like a as an actor at the time if Steve Martin wanted to do a Pink Panther and ask you to be in it you'd be in it but even at the,
0: even at the time too, his career was starting to wane. That's true. so I was like because I, I remember hating this movie when, when and it came out when I was in high school I was like, that's stupid. I don't, don't want to watch that Butterfly effect just came out with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, like I wouldn't never bother have bothered watching it, but now that I have a family, it kind of changes your stances on things and you, just seeing how hard he tried in it, like he put his all into this that movie and I think it really shows. Like, even despite, like, what the the reviews say, just his performance is really good.
2: It's an interesting choice, for sure.
0: I I mean, like I said, I I don't think it's his second or even third best movie. It's just something I wanted to bring up.
1: Sure. (laughs) Kind of like how I brought up Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid and talked about it and (laughs) then didn't pick it. (laughs) (laughs) troy
3: yeah so uh my like i said before my um runner-up is the same as someone else's goat so maybe we can this would be a good transition tag, tag team this one a little bit man um, talk about segues yeah. this would be even better uh my runner-up was father of the bride hey that's my goat uh, oh, really <laughs> Yeah. No, i had no idea weird i'm glad
0: we talked about this beforehand i wish you would have warned me yeah <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know where to take that one. Um <laughs> so uh I watched this with my wife. Um her and I and the kids were already in bed and we just moved into our house and this is one of the first nights we're like, oh, the kids are in bed, let's watch a movie. And you got to sit on the couch in your house while your kids are asleep. It's such a good feeling.
4: It's <laughs> such a good feeling. It's nice. It's nice, It's nice. Huh? It's nice. You're eating like
0: snacks and stuff. Um but this was Kylie's favorite, one of her favorite movies growing up, was Father of the Bride, and for good was, reason. It's a great film. She was like, "Um, you might like it, but it's not going to be your favorite." And I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right." And then I watched it, and I was like, "I adore this movie." <laughs> like talking about like timestamps of a time period, mm-hmm. this movie came out in like '91. It's so nineties. Oh, totally. Steve Martin wears like his gigantic track pants and sports coat to work with his white tennis shoes. Those tennis shoes.
3: that every like dad, like dad, is, you know, wears. <laughs> Nike, like,
1: Nike uh, monarchs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the,
0: the ones that he can't wait to go turn green mowing the lawn.
1: <laughs> the, I, I love, and then clean the, with Windex. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the the white tennis shoes with the dress pants mm-hmm. and stuff. That was, that was totally was him. A, that's a it's a fashion statement from the 90s. This sure. is one
3: when, when we were talking about Roxanne this and I mentioned that I I really like um, Steve Martin's more straightforward roles <laughs> instead of the over the top roles. This is one that I specifically <laughs> mentioned and I <clears throat> I actually almost kind of wish I would have put it as my goat as well because like Chris said, it's a, it's a timeless piece, but it's also stuck in that time period, but it fits too. And Steve Martin's character, uh, what's, what's the character's name? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember. Anyway, he uh, Naven Johnson. Yeah. He is so like, just likable. And yeah. Just he like played, relatable. He, he plays the and, straight
2: man in this one. Yeah. Like, it's it's Martin Short, and, like, everything else is going crazy around him. Yeah. That Martin in, Short's
0: in it as Franck.
2: Yeah.
4: As, as, as <laughs> the,
0: as with his weirdly French. European accent. Yeah. You have no idea what part of Europe, yeah, though. Yeah,
2: exactly. I assume it's
3: French. And Who knows what it was. I swear, we were watching this movie, and every 30 seconds, Mara would just reach over and she'd hit me on the shoulders, like, that's you. You're going to do that. And I'm like, there's no way I am paying 130 grand for my daughter's wedding. <laughs> like, so, like, anyway, like, it was just, like... Yeah. Anyway, there was there was a lot of emotions because I'm I'm a I'm a father of of daughters and uh, like I love my girls. And so the emotions that he feels like, obviously, I can't relate because none of my girls are married or even even close to being old enough to get married. But I can relate to that father daughter relationship. And you know what moment of moment of reality here, guys, Uh 10 years from now. uh No, I watching this movie, I cried
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like wow. and,
3: and it wasn't it wasn't like okay so what the the scene that happened was like he is laying in bed it's the night before the wedding and he's remembering all of these all of these these memories of his daughter and her growing up and being a little girl riding her bike all that stuff braces everything and you know it's touching right and then and, and that's not even part of that that kind of like puts a lump in your throat a little, if you will. And then he goes, uh he hears her playing basketball outside. Yeah. Um, because she's nervous, right? She's getting married the next day. <clears throat> so he goes out there and he's talking to her. And they live in just outside Los Angeles. And it starts snowing. And he's like, and he's like, they're they're talking about it. And she's like, can you believe it it's snowing? And he's like, I will always remember this moment. Because it started snowing. And I will always remember this moment. They, they had a really touching relationship and everything. like That was like, there's just very.
2: Yeah, it was. Close it was the line was like, she was like, What's that look
3: on your face? Are you mad or something? Yeah. And he's like, No. Yeah. I'll always remember this. Now moment. I have I have something to remind me of why I will always remember this moment, and it was just like that. That did it for me. I yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh.
0: This movie didn't make me cry, but it caused me to have a really vivid dream that made me cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have girls, but I have I have a son, and yeah. then I had a dream that I was holding my son's uh, daughter, like. Yeah. 20 years from now or something. But then I I was holding his daughter and I I looked up at him and he was, it was my son, Grace, and he's three, he's four, he's four now. But I looked up at him and it was still four-year-old him. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I woke up and I like grabbed my wife, and she's what? What? And I'm like, "Hold me!" <laughs> um, yeah, but this movie just hit me like, like in all the right feel spots. It was yeah, kind of weird,
2: and it's funny. I, I'm glad you guys picked this, it, yeah. and I talked to both of you about it briefly. But I watched this movie, and so I had never seen it. Um, yeah, this I, is I the first time for the, me too. Yeah. I grew up with people loving it. it it's also my wife, one of my wife's favorite movies growing up. Yeah, um, and so she was excited to watch it with me. Um, but I did not like it. <laughs> it there was it really did you not like the message me. behind it. It was, was most of the message. Like yeah, the, the whole message was like his his daughter's getting married, and he's and he's having a hard time coping with the fact that she's getting married. First of all, it's like okay, I can I can get behind that. But then, but then it just turns into like. He's not a good father unless he spends 130000 Yeah, there's right, a part right. where
0: she's reading that magazine of, of how to have a budget wedding. And uh-huh. he's like, have your friend take your pictures. Like it's a bad thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they were saying And so that was a turning point for him. It was like, all right, I'll start spending money for her mm-hmm. because she's actually trying to,
3: to save money. <laughs> It's like I think it would have made more sense in that in the context if if the price wasn't so outrageous that he eventually agreed to pay. Yeah. they were talking about like it was like two hundred and fifty dollars a head, and there was like five hundred. I did the math. It was in nineteen ninety one. In nineteen ninety one, it was like $150, 180 30 whatever. He was probably more than his house. Grand. I
0: thought his wife and was so unlikable in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like hey, when he, when George Banks is his name. Because he starts to snap, and he and he goes to the he goes shopping, and he's like, "I'm buying eight hot dog buns because there's only eight hot dogs that come into yeah. this." Oh, yeah. he's like, George Banks is not going to get ripped off anymore. Oh, well, who's George Banks? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's like that line is delivered in a way yeah. only Steve C. Martin. Martin can do it
0: <laughs> but they, they arrest him and his wife comes and gets him and she's like you're gonna stop being an ass and you're gonna give your daughter whatever she wants and I was like just punch
2: her in the face <laughs> no. Diane and Keaton it was really hard for me to get over that like like understand those moments because yeah. I, I totally remember that the snow moment and, and like a lot yeah. of those when he's remembering and he has the flashbacks when he, he like looks at her and then and she's st- a uh, uh, like a seven-year-old child yeah again. like those moments were, were poignant to me but like it was so hard to get over just like the message of the movie
3: and, and and to that point like like i said i think if the overall price if you will of everything and the wedding and all that was just a little bit lower like a little more reasonable like maybe instead of 130 grand maybe it was like 30 to 40 grand. You know yeah. what I mean? It might've made a little bit, you might've been able to sympathize with them a little bit more. The thing that was, that kind of bothered me about it as well is, and movie's been out for over what? Almost 20 years now, over 20 years, almost 30 years. Yeah. Almost uh, 30. Movie's been out for almost Shut 30 up. years now. <laughs> <laughs> and so like spoiler, alert, the ending is, you know, he doesn't really get to see her or experience the, uh, the what's the word? The part of the wedding, the, um, the, the dance gul- with the daughter reception reception. Thank you. He didn't really get to experience the reception because it was at his house. There was a parking issue. There's all this stuff that he had to do and he didn't get to experience it. And, and it just kind of felt like it was just written there just because they wanted to make Steve Martin's or Banks, Charlie Banks. George George Banks they wanted to make George Banks suffer even more for some reason just so they could, he could have one last phone call with her at the end it just it was th- it felt, felt
0: a little cheap i think that was the point but, though was it wasn't about him and he had that was the whole point of the acceptance of the whole thing it, that, it wasn't about him it was about her that that but she sense. was
3: looking for him as well right mm-hmm. and that makes sense but the whole movie is about him well i mean to us to the audience that's what is. i'm saying is like so i don't know i, I felt like the movie still would have been great had he been able to have those experiences with his daughter, but it is what it is. The movie's great. Ultimately. Um, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Scott. I like, I loved it. It was great.
1: Yeah. And it's the, like you said, the, 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 uh, the, more reserved Steve Martin, mm-hmm. but Bring he's still straight man, but he still had his, like when he first meets the guy, when the guy first shows up at his house and they're, they're sitting there talking and he's, Kind of going. He's eyeballing the guy. I hate this guy so bad. <laughs> and like the guy has his hand on his daughter's leg. Yeah, uh, that and it keeps moving up. Oh, oh, every man. time he's talking, it keeps moving up a little bit more. And, <laughs> and Steve Martin can't concentrate on anything but <laughs> that. Every time his hand moves up a little more, and it, just the look on his face—like that's the stuff that it was. Mu- it was a much more subtle Steve Martin, but it still is hilarious. So, so, so the more,
2: actually, the more we talk about this. The more I'm starting to come around, for the reason that um, I think the filmmakers and Steve Martin, that th- it was meant to, to to evoke this type of reaction from me because it's obvious he's in the right. Yeah, right. It's yeah. obvious, like 130 thousand dollars for a wedding. Is obviously. too much. It's obvious that he's yeah. in the right, but he just has to go with it because because of like social norms, or whatever. But um, so, so in that in that moment, like, what future son-in-law would do that? <laughs> And and and, and like
0: the actor that played his his future son in law is such a douchebag. Yeah, (laughs) like every movie that he's in,
2: And, and like like every situation. Where they, they meet, what was his name, Franck or whatever? Funk. That uh, uh, Martin Short's character, that's like this outlandish, uh, very effeminate um, European. European. That, that, like you can't understand and a word Wong. he says, and like and <laughs> D. Wong's he is he, a uh, he says he's like he, he'll wait, wait. say like the doctor from Jurassic Park, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like he'll say like three sentences in a row, and you have no idea what he says, and and the the mother and daughter like nodding like they oh, they understand it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and Steve Martin's like, what is going on? So it's obvious. That he is in the right the whole, the entire movie, but he just has to go along with it.
4: Yeah,
3: right. It's um, just
1: torturing your. It's classic comedy. It's classic tor- comedy torture thing. your just antagonist. Torture your protagonist. Yeah, protagonist. And and, and in this yeah. and in this yeah.
3: uh,
2: case, it's torturing your audience because it's like yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you, so, every, so,
0: everyone feels for the guy, even if you're not a father. Yeah. So like, so maybe that's the point. The, maybe, the
2: maybe I just missed the point of the movie. <laughs> I think you
0: did, Scott. <laughs> anyway.
2: That's impossible. Yeah, I would never do that.
1: Alright,
0: uh who wants to go next, Jake?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. My GOAT Steve Martin movie is <laughs> the Three remember? Amigos. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now
0: Now I've seen a plethora of Steve Martin movies, but this one
1: wait, what now, does plethora mean? <laughs> It means uh, you know El hefe just because i don't <laughs> know what it means doesn't mean you don't have a plethora of piñatas
0: they're quoting Is it a possible you the are movie angry guys. again and you're taking it out on me
1: <laughs> you're angry with something else but you're taking it out on me perhaps
3: your birthday Anyway, sorry.
1: El Guapo is his name.
3: <laughs> I'll start quoting with you guys, but my Mexican accent will turn Irish real quick. <laughs> uh,
1: this movie, and this is going back into his much more flamboyant days of being of his comedy, but every joke lands. Literally every joke lands in this movie. I don't know. I, and they're all just classic joke. The. When he's trying to be a bird on the wall <laughs> at
0: the very cool. beginning. Cool. Cool. Come on. Guys. Caw. Guys. Caw.
4: Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Hey. Guys. And then
0: it like zooms out and he's three feet away from them. Because <laughs> like,
2: like, before it zooms out, it's just like uh, close shots of, of Chevy, the, Chase, of and of Chevy Short. Chase and Martin Just and Martin waiting. Shore, and then a close-up of Steve Martin. So, so you have no idea of the distance. <laughs> then he's literally
1: three feet above them and they're... And he goes,
3: hey, guys! <laughs> like, oh, he's up there. And, it, and it's funny because it ended up, it didn't matter. He didn't need to it. Like There's no one listening. <laughs> well, and then like the when they're meeting with the, the Hollywood exec, whatever, and he's like, that free house, it's gone. Oh, those clothes and his wardrobe. And they just rip the clothes off of him. <laughs> kick him out of the studio. Joe yeah, Montana. They're wearing, the, they're
4: wearing
1: the old school underwears that they have mm-hmm. from the 30s or whatever. And they go down and make the Mexican guy sing
4: my little butter. Yeah. But the, the, the setup
0: that's funny too, because the German guy scares the crap out of them. Like, my friends will be here soon. <laughs> yeah. They walk in two seconds later. Like, oh, these are the friends. <laughs> like, oh, no. And then they're singing "My Little Butter," Cup, shaking like, their butt. They're Like, oh, I think they want. Us they to hold this. the mic at him. It's my.
3: That's the cutest. And then the actual. Oh, it's my. <laughs> and then the actual Germans come in. They're like, "Who are these douches?" <laughs> and then they just. They you
1: start singing with them and then the, they shoot them. But it's just. This
0: movie uh, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's, it's probably the first Steve Martin movie I've ever seen, too. So it's like. It definitely has a special place in my heart, um, but it's so like I was talking because Troy's actually never seen it before until we did the homework for this. But it
3: <laughs> blew my mind. Like was, I said, I haven't watched a lot. The reason blew my mind. I honestly don't know why I haven't hadn't never seen. It. I've seen a lot of the clips, like when they're walking, r- riding on the horses, and they uh, he when they short, uh, drinks the sand,
1: raped the horses and stole the women. <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> that
4: was I love that part.
3: <laughs> we uh, raped the horses. <laughs> yeah.
4: Raped the horses.
3: <laughs> I never actually had seen the movie all the way through, and it was like, yeah,
0: I was I was talking know. to Troy about this too. We, we were like, so they're trying to find a wapo's hideout, but they have to find the invisible swordsman first for some reason. <laughs> and, and, they, the and the singing bush. bush, like, they why?
1: Can't find the invisible swordsman until they find the singing bush. Like, why? <laughs> like, why can't you find their hideout? <laughs>
4: For and then some... uh,
0: Steve Martin reads uh, a... It's like straight out of the jerk, too. And he's like, Hey, me, <laughs> and fire And then
4: And
1: then Chevy Chase shoots sideways. and <laughs> kills the Invisible Swordsman.
3: And they pick up his hand and, his and it falls. He's <laughs> <laughs> dead. Great, you shot the Invisible Swordsman. <laughs> and for some reason... So that was the one thing about the movie that, it, that kind of threw me a little bit because all of the jokes, like, can be based somewhat in some sort of reality. This was the first one that's like, a fantastical element with a singing bush and an invisible swordsman, yeah. and so it kind of, it kind of, <laughs> and a talking turtle, yeah. Oh, well, that Good night, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> Good night,
1: guys. Good night, guys. But, oh, yeah.
2: but,
3: but was sing? that with a
2: fake background? Yeah, yeah. The
3: oh, that set was so bad.
2: It was meant to be. That <laughs> set was so the, bad. Like, like the joke was <laughs> that it was a bad set, oh,
3: but like, I, yeah, you could tell it was part of the joke was the bad set. But like what Chris said was he was like. Um, why did you need to go visit a? I mean, why a, not? The, the, like in that the, movie, <laughs> the Invisible Swordsman, to get like the coordinates to a gang like hideout. It's just
1: so. Well, and then like <laughs> those guys, their their disconnection from reality. Like when they, when he's like, oh great, real. Bullets!
0: You're in a lot of you're trouble, you're in a mister. lot of
1: trouble, Mister. <laughs> and then he goes back to the guys, and then they go, they realize that it's really happening. Like
4: <laughs> that scene they're, they're where they're bawling their <laughs> eyes out. Like let me go talk to him, man to man. man, to man.
1: <laughs> Seriously, every joke lands. Yeah. There's not a joke that, and the, the fact that the boss is El Guapo and the his. El Jefe is the... The henchman. The henchman. It's just... The names of it all. The I, I don't know. it. Little Ned Lander, The Everything about this movie. Everything lands. It's one of those movies... Was it on here that we were talking about? I think... I can't remember who I was talking to about this. But the fact that any movie ever makes it is mm. an absolute miracle. Anybody who's ever worked on a movie knows that the amount of things that have to go right... Mm-hmm. for a movie to to get made not just for it to be good but for a movie to get made the amount of things that have to go right is insane and then for it to be a good movie and for, especially for a comedy for the jokes to land and everything it's absolutely amazing and I mean you look at all the all of the different saturday night live movies that have been made is this is-
0: an snl movie 'Cause I know Lauren Michaels is a producer.
1: Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what I mean by it is oh, okay. a Lorne Michaels produced movie. Because you look at all the Lauren Michaels produced movies, he is an incredible master producer because the, all those movies, almost all of them, are hits. Mm-hmm. And and you look at the rest of those actors, you look at the rest of their work, and it's very hit or miss. But the Lorne Michaels ones and they're
0: usually they're like hits. the start of their careers too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mhm. It's it's weird too in that movie cuz Chevy Chase is such a, a character, like he's mm-hmm. such a strong character and he just takes a back seat to these two guys in this movie <laughs> and like such a un Chevy Chase way.
2: Well, yeah, and we've talked about it quite a bit. Mart uh Steve Martin and Martin Short's on-screen chemistry is mm-hmm. just undeniable. Yeah. Like like you kind of have to take a step back and let them do, just their, do thing. their thing. Yeah. You know. It's a good pick. I, uh, I adore that movie.
1: That, it's, seriously. It
3: was good. And it was a good
1: one. I, I, I kept on thinking like, oh, am I going to try and find a different movie that I can put there? And I was like, nah oh, man, <laughs> go go with your strong suit and go with number one, because in that movie, I, I think it was the first Steve Martin movie I've ever seen. And it's the one I've watched growing up. I watched it mm-hmm. when I was a child. I watched it when I was a teenager. Watch it now. And I love it. And I've never not loved that movie one of the first Blu-rays I ever bought was that movie. Like, it's excellent.
0: it's It's weird, too, when you look at, like, the reviews for it when it came out were pretty subpar. Yeah. But then you look at, like, the staying power of the movie, just how much of a cult hit it is now. I
2: think that's a common thing with Steve Martin movies in general.
0: Well, like, like Father of the Bride got good reviews, but then, yeah. like, it doesn't really get talked about. Not much anymore. yeah but
2: but that that's kind of a standout in his of his movies like mm-hmm. it's it's an outlier I think it, just the character he played is not like we talked about he plays a straight man in that one he doesn't do that very often yeah especially in that time period he yeah, does, he, he started to play more straight man in in a uh, later like t- late 2000s but we'll talk right. about that later maybe
3: so I can uh since it's your topic Scott I can go next and let you have the last one okay if you want um my um my goat Steve Martin movie was uh, "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels." Um. <laughs> you did, I, ne- I didn't
2: watch this one. You didn't watch I, that, I, one? and I've never seen it. So. You've never seen it, mm. dude. It, it seriously, oh, it's, it's good. good. It was it's...
1: it was between it was between "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels" and and three Amigos." for my number one, too. This one is so oh, good. This movie <laughs> is
0: so, like, timeless. It could have come out last year. It, and it, it would seriously... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well,
3: the funny thing you say about that is they're actually remaking it. Yeah. Which, okay, so... So, a little bit of trivia on that. So, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is actually a remake of yeah. a movie from... Uh, called Bedtime Story from 1964. Father of and the Brides remake, too. they're remaking it again uh, in a movie called The Hustle that has Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Um, so... You're familiar with Rebel Wilson, she's yeah? The, okay, the Australian. Australian. Yeah, I just want like anyway. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think if, for, for, our, for our audience, it's good to explain yeah. who she is. So she's the she's the the blonde Australian um, comedian actress. She's she's funny. She's, she's thick. Yeah, I think with she's two funny. Two C's. Um, but it's actually it's actually funny because Michael <laughs> Michael Caine isn't typically known for his comedy right? Michael kane but uh, but he plays that role so well and then they have Anne Hathaway playing basically that role and then Rebel Wilson playing <laughs> Steve Martin's role but uh, if you watch the preview to the Hustle, it is the that starts off with the exact same scene that uh, from Dirty Mountain Scoundrels where they're on. The, they're on the train, and he's like, "Oh, I I shouldn't order any food because I'm saving my money for some some noble cause." And someone's like, "Oh, well, I feel free. so order whatever you want." Oh, I'll have a club sandwich, three beers, and you, know, <laughs> you want to? Let's make it four beers. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's it's uh it's funny, like it's it's really good. And then and then they're con artists, and then kind of gets taken under the wing by the more experienced con artist, and um it's so good but it's like a a clash of like sophisticated con man versus
0: american con man Uh
1: uh-huh so like one's
0: one's like uh james bond and the other is a car salesman (laughs) it's really funny to like
1: you can guess which one is the car salesman
3: (laughs) he even wears the hat and everything (laughs) so a couple moments i want to talk about in, in the in the film was uh was ruprecht (laughs) Rupert. <laughs> Rupert. the most jim carrey thing about the movie <laughs> i was not expecting it it was it was
0: hilarious because he was well, like they spent like 15 minute yeah, montage training him to be yeah, like classy
3: yeah and then they make him Rupert, Rupert. <laughs> basically a <laughs> mentally like the,
0: the con like... the con is that he's, um michael kane is a prince and he's marrying these these wealthy women and they already give him like a whole bunch of money for his cause, and then he's like, "Well, I can't go anywhere without my brother." And they meet Steve Martin, and he's rubriced. and he has like an eye patch, and he uh, he has like goofy hair, and he pulls his pants up really high, <laughs> swings he's, around the room like a monkey. Mentally handicapped is basically the. <laughs> he has like a trident, and he's like poking people with it.
3: Well, he's he's <laughs> sitting at a dinner table. They're having date uh, having dinner. He's sitting at the dinner table. He's not actually sitting in a in a chair. He's just kneeling at the table, like right and he has there. a fork with a cork on it. <laughs> it's like it's safety like, first <laughs> but he has a he has a fork with a cork on it and he's like may i go to the bathroom and yes yes you may he just
4: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) stupidest joke
3: (laughs) there was was a part in the anyway what ends up turning is they end up having a wager a bet and then they kind of like uh, Michael Caine and Steve Martin kind of uh, go back and forth against each other on this bet
1: they're trying to play each other (laughs) yeah there's a moment
3: so there's competition
1: between them
2: yes
3: there's a moment where Michael Caine actually gets uh, Steve Martin like a bunch of uh, British sailors to like Basically, keep Stephen Martin... Steve, uh, Steve Martin or uh, Freddie... Whatever his name is. Um, keep Stephen and Martin... At this, at the spot or at this, in this hotel room, anyway, he goes to pick him up. Uh-huh. And Steve Martin has his hand on a wall and he's telling, he's like, See you later. Bye, guys. He's being friendly. He's like, He's like, Do you have any super glue solvent? <laughs> and apparently, and I didn't know this until I was reading up on it, apparently that made Michael Caine laugh. He actually turns around to laugh. Oh, yeah. And you can actually see it. Because it was ad libbed. Because <laughs> yeah. he just had
0: his hand there and he like slumps down. <laughs> his hand is stuck. Oh, my goodness. That's
2: amazing. <laughs>
1: um, Michael Caine, in this movie is so slimy too mm-hmm. like oh yeah like he's he's such a proper person in every yeah. movie he's in except for this movie in this movie he is the slimiest oh and but he's so
0: like smooth too <laughs> he's like super
1: smooth he's but he's kind of like, the, like the, nasty the bushes oh yeah I love that part <laughs>
0: <laughs> when, like he pretends to be a prince and then like a woman's all like, oh, is he really a prince and shh and like push her into some bushes. <laughs> and then she's she's like, Well, I'm gonna go talk to him and he goes up to talk to <laughs> Michael Caine. pushes her into some more bushes. Keep your voice down. So
3: so Michael Caine's shtick, his whole thing is that he pretends to be a prince and that's how he gets money from American women. Steve Martin's thing is he pretends to be a handicapped, like a uh in a wheelchair um Navy um one goes veteran. for sympathy, and the other right. goes for fantasy. Yeah, gotcha. And uh, and so he was he was tell, he was trying to scam this this woman out of fifty thousand dollars to pay for his um a doctor to see him about his leg. But then Michael Caine ends up pretending to be the doctor. And so <laughs> so, so funny. So there's
2: two cons in the yeah. in, in different cons. <laughs> yeah. each like other.
3: who who could ever make fifty grand
0: first? And Steve Martin's like, I just need fifty thousand for the surgery, and he's like, the only doctor is Doctor Lichtenstein in Germany. And she's like, well, I'll go call him right now. And then. A guy walks by, he's like, Dr. Liechtenstein? And she's like,
3: what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes him up there and he's like, mm, your legs don't seem to be working. It's a mental issue, huh? Well, let's take a look. Like he grabs a reed from a plant and he starts whacking him in the legs. <laughs>
0: Do you feel that? And he's <laughs> nope.
3: <laughs> like at the very end, he gets a running start and he just smacks him right in the bare legs and he's like, how about now? And he's like crying. He's like, uh-uh. Because <laughs> he's like, well, get this
0: job solved. I'm like, oh, he's so happy. He's crying. <laughs> like, these fake tears. Oh <laughs> guys, it was so good.
3: <laughs> so good. Oh man, and, and the way it ended it was was great too. I won't ruin it, but it's it's
0: great. Um, I just hope that this remake kind of sticks to the lesson <gasps> learned in that movie.
3: Uh, I I have I don't have any hope for the remake, but I'll watch it cuz I like this movie. Um but oh man.
1: <laughs> it's good. It's oh. good. Seriously, it's one of it's the great pick I'm
0: I'm glad you made us do this assignment so i I watched (laughs) that
2: movie it was so good that was definitely going to be the next one i watch yeah I just didn't have enough time i was going to watch it today during work but then i felt bad oh guys (laughs) you
3: should have oh man it was all
2: right yep all right scott what's the goat so well my 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 goat is uh planes trains and automobiles (laughs) with the late great john candy who i guess died 25 years ago like today 25 years ago today yeah i read that like Somewheres he it was like it was trending on Twitter I saw. rip rip in peace
0: For no but honestly though like what a loss to humanity right? when John candy died John oh, candy yeah. it was amazing like so, and he was like our age guys and he was like being all these like
1: leader people so not to uh not to uh change the cha- change the uh channel change the change the channel change the topic too much but uh <laughs> I think I've talked about uh, the I think I've talked about the Adam Sandler special Uh recently, and he he ended it with a song about Chris Farley, right? Right, and he talks about in uh, in this song, he's talking about how they were all telling him to. At one point, they all told all his friends told Chris Farley, "You have to slow down, or you're going to end up like Belushi or Candy." Mm -hmm. And then Chris Farley said. Like you just named my heroes. Yeah, I don't know why that's a bad thing, and it's like one of the most saddest. It
2: really is
1: to hear because you think
2: about those three comedians right there:
1: Farley, Belushi, and Candy. Right. What this world would be like if they were still around. Oh man. Like, well, like super. And I know that we're talking. We're supposed to be talking about Steve Martin, but John Belushi was ah,
3: dude. Well, and and his movie. And like, what are you gonna say? Well, one more thing about about Chris Farley is that like you realize that all all of the Adam Sandler movies that they're making right now with the dude from uh, King of Queens, yeah, um, Kevin James, yeah, Kevin James, well, those roles would be Chris Farley's. Yep. Well, if he was that, still alive, I mean,
1: and, and not to, no, get, no, to get into that into that, no, tangent, no dog on
3: Kevin James, but
1: to get into that tangent, they. The concept for Grown Ups, not necessarily the script, but the concept. Or even I Love
3: You Chuck and Larry.
1: Right. Yeah. So the concept for it was written by them in, by Chris Farley and those guys while they're at Saturday Night Live. And that was their plan was to make those, like Grown Ups has been in the work since the 90s.
0: It was there, Unforgiven.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) And then... They they decided not to make them, and then and then when they did decide that it was time to make them, they used they replaced Kevin Chris James. Farley with Kevin James,
0: and to even bring us back, Steve Martin and John Candy were super close friends. Yeah, and when when John Candy passed away, he like didn't take a role for a while. He was so like, heartbroken about it.
2: Well, they they their chemistry in this movie that uh, is unreal the, like the, the, ho- the when they're in the motel and they're like laughing and stuff i wanted to be there just like laughing <laughs> with them Like it, it was like so endearing when he's like uh, when they find it, your like, hand kind of made
0: up between these two pillows <laughs> <laughs> well not, not that one
2: it's, oh, okay. it's the one when they're eating chips and and all that like that that part like the bro moment and mm-hmm. i was just like oh my goodness that is like dude amazing. i heard
0: that because john candy died shortly after this movie and he like Four, five, or six years—I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But when he died, they approached Steve Martin to give him the role of the Riddler in Batman Forever. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they gave it the—they offered it to Robin Williams. He said no. And then Steve Martin. I he, mean, he's like, I'm not taking roles right now. And he, wow. There's no way I could pretend to be this flamboyant character. So they offered it to Carrie. the next Steve Martin, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that Robin Williams turned that role down. I didn't know about Steve Martin. <clears throat> so uh,
2: planes, trains, and automobiles. <clears throat>
3: Is one of his few like R, rated R movies for one scene?
2: <laughs> it, it's one seriously scene. one scene. It, it was pretty satisfying though. But, like <laughs> the, the the setup for the scene is uh he's trying to get a he's finally gonna just go get a rental car, and so he he has this rental that the bus for the rental car company takes him out to this like lot in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> to and get they, his car, and they say the, the like, uh stall what whatever, whatever number, and he goes to it and the car's not there. And he's like, and the the bus drives off, and he's like, how what? What do I do? I, I have the keys for this car. That's not here. And So he has to walk all the way back through. But before that, he has a temper tantrum and rips up his receipt <laughs> yeah. and throws it in the air. Yeah, he rips his receipt up. That's important. And then, <laughs> so then he has to walk uh, through a highway, over embankments, through uh, like the, <laughs> the runway to the airport.
0: He like falls off the freeway. Yeah, like, the slope. In the snow. And then, and then
2: his, <laughs> a, a truck runs over his uh, briefcase and almost gets him. And then, uh, and then he gets finally gets into the line to talk to the rental car lady, and she's like this really like overly nice lady that has been on the phone for too long, and so he's mad at her, and then, uh, and she's and she's like, well. It's, he asked for a, another car, and uh, she she says, "Well, where's your receipt?" And he's like, "I threw it because I was mad at you." <laughs> and then she's like, "Sorry, I don't know what to do." And then he goes off on this tirade she where goes. he says he literally says seventeen f words. And she's like, <laughs> "Well, I guess you're F'd. Yep, he says sixteen because there's seventeen in the in the whole movie. <laughs> and She says one of them.
0: <laughs> it's uh, so I need an effing car right effing now. It was it's so up,
2: steering wheel. It wasn't necessarily out of character. It was just out of the blue. But, like,
0: it was it was building up. It was. It, it was.
1: And, like, for a movie that would have been PG-13, had it not been for those, it was extremely satisfying. Yeah, it <laughs> was. All those F-words, because it was like, oh, I feel because you feel it for him. Because,
2: he, he, yeah, it's been building the whole movie, his, his anger, and then, all, <laughs> and then finally he just released Dude, it. And the, um, never mind. Never mind. And then, and then right after that, he and John Candy do the um, Tommy Boy thing where they rent a car and beat it up and that's what i was gonna say You just reminded me is this movie invented
0: road trip movies yep. like mm. like on the road buddy movie dumb and dumber tommy mm. boy uh due date that was that this movie did it first yeah
1: yep and they did, did it, it so well john john candy locking his coat on his seatbelts <laughs> and having to steer with his knees yeah. <laughs> going the wrong way down the
2: freeway no, he like he hooks both his hands <laughs> so he can't he can't steer. does he all. have
0: like a hamburger in his mouth too at the same time <laughs> no
2: no no he gets, so he gets turned
0: around it and they start a going towards the two uh, the two uh, semi trucks yeah. and Steve Martin wakes up <laughs> and they go between it and they're scraping and he turns and looks at them and he's Satan
4: and he's, <laughs> 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 that was great
2: <laughs> That was great. Uh, 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 John Hughes.
0: <laughs> John Hughes did this movie, right?
2: I don't know. Was I, it I think, John Hughes? I think John Hughes did it. Well it, it ended it up in Chicago, Chicago, Chicago yeah. so of course yeah. it was John Hughes. Uh, the whole thing was trying to get t- from New York to Chicago. And but but John Candy honestly I think made the movie. It's a it's a good Steve Martin movie, but John Candy's like he, he's just so uh charismatic. He he's the salesman, like a sleazy salesman type where he sells his his big thing he sells is uh, Shower curtain, shower curtain <laughs> rings, <laughs> <laughs> but but he sells them as different things. Like he like when they're trying to make money, <clears throat> just to, to like afford to get home, he's like selling it to these teenagers as like earrings and stuff oh, yeah. like that. He's a really sleazy good salesman. It's pretty good. Dude. But
0: the ending of that movie, oh, it tears your heart out. Uh, it's, it really have, does. Have you seen this movie, Troy? So Dude, it is gut-wrenching. So I guess I'll just tell you because it's gonna make this more, or maybe Scott can tell you because it's it's his choice, but it just makes the movie like so much more impactful. So, so,
2: so the whole the whole movie is, um, he's trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin is, and uh, and so and best both, Thanksgiving movie by the way. And uh, uh, John Candy is trying to get home is trying to get to Chicago as well. And so they keep running into each other as they're trying to get home and, and different things, on like,
0: planes, trains
2: and automobiles. Yeah. And everything, really? everything yeah. gets getting, keeps getting canceled and they, and they end up getting home together. And, but the whole time, Steve Martin is just trying to get away from John Candy. Cause he's, a, he's like a really leechy type of uh, personality. And, uh, but then by the end, they're finally in Chicago getting on like, uh, <clears throat> the, the train to go out to the suburbs to his house. And, uh, and he's, he gets on the train and he starts thinking about all the all these moments that they, John they like, Candy had. They have had. Like their goodbye and they're like, all right, yeah. good to see you. And, goodbye, and they finally like each other at the end. And he's having these moments where, where he's, he's remembering these things. And it's like he's put, adding up all these moments together and realizes that John Candy um, doesn't have a home and his wife is dead. And so, oh.
0: and so he takes the train back and he's just sitting
2: there. And, and, and it makes it more impactful because John Candy, every time they go to sleep, he takes a picture of his wife and puts it on the night side table um, because he loves his wife so much. And they had this this heartfelt talk about earlier. Oh, and, and so then he goes and, and, and says, uh, basically, he, could he, go, he goes back.
1: To the train station, yeah. He's like, John, where are you going? And John Candy is just stand, sitting there after um, Steve Martin had left on a train and come back, mm-hmm. and John Candy's still sitting in the train station, sitting on the on a on a bench, just staring.
2: Yeah, and and so he so he's like, "All right, you're coming home with me." And so he that so was, Steve Martin's part. He's like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I don't have a home." I don't. And he tells him, "My wife, his wife, died like eight years ago," and so he's just been traveling, being a salesman just traveling places. Wow. And so basically he had no reason to go to Chicago. His, his only reason sh- to go to Chicago is because he liked Steve Martin's character, um, enough to follow him and Steve Martin hated him. And so I actually but, have goosebumps right now. Yeah, dude, about and, this. So, and so it turned. And so in the course of the That's trip, really Steve Martin turns into liking, uh, John Candy's Dale. character and, and, and it's a, it's really heartwarming and good. And, and he brings him home to his home to help him get on his feet, presumably, mm-hmm. but it, it ends basically with him hugging his family having Thanksgiving dinner with Steve Martin's family.
1: It seriously is uh, one of the best endings, like most satisfying endings. Because it's really funny,
0: but it also has like kind of a serious moments. Like Steve Martin loses it on him and he's like, you're a slime ball. Not everything has to be an antidote. Not everything has to have a funny little saying that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. People can't stand you. Yep. And I was like, Oh yeah, he gets real personal. He's
2: like, maybe make your antidote funny for for once or whatever. (laughs) It's like really, really cutthroat wow. but, but then by the end they, they like but then but then John Kennedy goes like
0: well jokes on you because my family loves me but yeah. they've been or he isn't uh, he doesn't have children or
2: anything yeah, no so. he's like my, my wife loves me and I, I actually quite like me as well yeah. And so he, he has so he's trying to find this inner confidence through his wife that's been dead for eight years and yeah and you don't realize it until the second watch through
0: mm-hmm. I, I try to watch this movie every Thanksgiving I really like that
2: movie hmm. I might have to give it a go
0: then I too think you
1: should. it's a good one it's a good one. It's a good pick.
0: Sweet. So, uh, question for you guys: Are we going to do what we did last week and have potential ties, or should we do our uh, weakest pick, the weakest, and then the weakest person?
3: I, I say we just vote. Okay. Just have a vote and vote for one that's not yours, because uh, I, I don't. There's no way I could. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Oh, I thought you were talking to. Chris.
3: Oh. <laughs> everyone vote
1: for not Chris's <laughs> As long
2: as uh, everyone votes for. Uh, me, well, gosh. honestly like
3: like okay, so so recap of all four <laughs> films. You got uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, which just your description of that is fantastic. Scott. Uh Scott, yeah. Jake's is The Three Amigos. Um Chris's is um The Father f- of, Father of the. the Bride and mine is uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Guys, I don't know what I'm going to vote for.
1: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um so we're we're gonna have to oh man i you know i'm not leading this one <laughs> somebody else lead yeah. okay
1: uh vote for dirty rotten scoundrels that's me jake voted jake voted for that i okay. really want to though <laughs> planes planes trains and automobiles chris oh great <laughs> yeah.
3: we're gonna okay. have a tie
1: of four okay. okay father of the bride
4: Oh, (laughs) my God. God.
1: (laughs) See, this is what I said. (laughs) Troy (laughs) voted for Father of the Bride. And. Three amigos. Scott votes three amigos. This wasn't on purpose. So, again,
0: we have a we four. four. Guy, I told you what was going to happen. I Man, didn't lose that, this time. That's
3: fine. Yes.
0: Yeah. I know how, because we don't have Reese's pick. You don't lose. Oh
1: my gosh. I, mean, I honestly am not mad that there's no, a four way tie. No, I guess no. it was really hard for me to vote. I know. I, I already said that. Uh, that it was between Three Amigos and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and then Scott going over the the recap of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I was like, oh, there well, there it is.
3: Let's put it this way. If somebody ever comes up to you and says... What uh, what are were Steve Martin's best movies? You can say oh that's I got, easy. I have four of them: <laughs> <laughs> Planes, Drains, Automobiles, Three Amigos, Father, the Bride, and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Also, there's The Jerk and Dead Men Don't Wear
0: Plaid. Right, but, but there's Bringing Down the House. It was Cheaper by the Dozen.
2: <laughs> dude, dude <laughs> and then we haven't talked about his more serious. Like he lately, he's done more serious. Like what is, what was uh, that, what is it? The 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 great the year? Good Year the or good, something. Like Jack I watched that, Trisha and I watched that in theaters, and it has uh, Owen Wilson uh jack steve black martin black. and jack black so we're like oh this would be a good movie great movie it ended up being a good movie not great yeah but but it, it was engaging but it
1: wasn't funny it wasn't funny at all it but wasn't
0: a comedy he's done stuff like this throughout his career like my my grandma grandma daily her favorite movie is called a simple twist of fate and it's where a kid just ends up on his doorstep because like someone died oh, yes uh, someone died some relative of his died and this that's their son and he ends up on his doorstep, so he has to
1: raise his kid. He he did the, he did a musical called "Pennies from Heaven," also the Muppets, and, and he played the banjo in the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, but "Pennies from Heaven" is not funny. It's a it's, it's a, a, musical. a it's a musical that has a very it's not a very serious theme, but it's a more serious theme.
0: So so well, he's not typecast, is what. 'Cause like he did the jerk, but he's, he's totally not that guy. No, right? totally. Yeah.
2: Uh, he can play it well and he, he has he has played it since, but not every time. Um and something we didn't get into him, get uh to about him is his musicality. He he is oh, yeah. he's a prolific banjoist. He's yeah, really he's very good really good at the banjo. Did you guys hear how he learned how to play like the harder stuff? Uh uh-uh. uh. He
0: would listen to it at like sixteenth the speed. Really? And so he'd he'd hear a pluck and then he'd pluck and then he'd just memorize the plucks. From each banjo player, and then he wow. he'd go half speed, and then he'd go, and then he'd play full speed, Dang. and that's how we learned how to play. That is he's awesome. really good too. Yeah, he,
3: he's amazing. It's really, it I'm really glad.
0: Is. That he was born. Me <laughs> <'Cause
3: laughs> too. I got to say. I, I really enjoyed it. Not, not just
1: that was he was around. born, but like the way he was raised and that he ended up the way he was. And he was born a it, poor black it, child.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got to say, it, it feels a little cheap since our, our film scores went, ended in the four-way tie, but I'm actually really satisfied that this one ended in a four-way Absolutely. tie. To be honest with you, like I really had a hard time voting in for, yeah, for just well, one. And
1: when you look at the sheer number of movies he's been in that are all deserving of he's, had, I mean, uh, how he's had a
2: solid like 40 year career more yeah. right I, I can't remember when he started well his first movie was 79 yeah, and and then he was he was doing com, uh, comedie, comedy comedy before, before that, that. and so he, he's had a comedy <laughs> he's, before that. <laughs> he's part of the comedian. I speak on a the podcast. comedy of comedians. Um, but yeah, he's I mean he's had a solid career forever, and he's been a white white haired for the entire time. It's our
0: White Knight, mm-hmm. El Civo,
1: the uh, the hero that we deserve, deserve. <laughs> and need and right made. now. Right. White Knight. <laughs> White night.
2: Cool. <laughs> well, cool. guys, right, thanks, thanks, you silver fox. thanks for uh, indulging me on this episode. It's been fun. It, awesome. it was a good pick. You. Holy cow. This I know.
3: Was, huh? This was the best. Was, well, I like you're T- going to twist Troy my arm. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing is like, it, 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 this ends up being the case for almost every topic we talk about is it's like <laughs> some, some of us either don't like it and it's not that I really didn't like it. I just wasn't necessarily looking forward to it, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. So
0: very good. Cool. Good deal. Good choice.
1: Right on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, We'll uh for our next episode, I guess you'll have it's, to it's your, uh... keep uh, keep an eye open on our social media. We'll announce what our next episodes I almost be. spilled the
0: beans. I'm glad you said something. Chris
1: almost <laughs> spilled the beans. <laughs> Los Frijoles. Um but yeah, so keep an eye open. Uh give us a rate us, review us, make sure it's five stars. <laughs> um we love you guys. And uh if there's anything else. No? Um, give us, leave us a comment
0: if you have any ideas for us. I know we keep harping on this. We're not out of ideas. We're filled with ideas, but we want you guys to interact with us. So yeah, if you exactly have an idea if that you think we should do, let's hear it, and maybe we'll pick it.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's important to say we're not running out of ideas. No, we, we're definitely not running in out. In fact, of on
3: that point, I've I've for an idea that we've got going down the road I'm actually really excited for. So, yeah. looking forward to some some good some,
0: stuff. some things kind of uh well, it better work fast cuz it might come up on you
3: fast. And
4: yeah. the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't
2: okay. talking about that one. Well, <laughs> if you t- if you let that slip, I will be furious. <laughs>
1: I hate you all. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.